Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, where we engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss, from two undisclosed locations somewhere in the Midwest. Here are your hosts, Stephen Witten and Ryan Ramsey. Was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And on goes the story about Christmas Eve and the jolly old man in whom we believe. Have you even wondered how Santa came to be so important to Christmas and to you and to me? Well, it all began a long time ago, that night before Christ to earth was to go. All prepared to make Christ's birth well announced, with angels and music and anthems pronounced. But alas, all had forgotten in the final rush, how to make Christ's birthday remembered to us. Welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, season two, the show that brings you our opinions that help engage the topics everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey. Thank you so much for joining us right now. This show has been brought to you by ElephantPew.com. That's right, ElephantPew.com, your one-stop shop for everything Elephant in the Pew. You can find our podcast there and also our blogs individually and Elephant in the Pew blogs. So check it out, ElephantPew.com. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, night, evening, morning, or whenever you have decided to listen to us today. We are so um, thankful for everything that you guys do for us just in listening to us and rating and subscribing. Uh, Today we're talking about Santa Claus versus Jesus. Or is that a... death match. (laughs) Yeah, or is that too... um, Does that sound too violent? I don't know, but... That's that's what I'm gonna call it is Santa Claus versus Jesus. I already know celebrity death match. Yeah, I already. I, I mean, I already know who wins. So why even talk about it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one way to look Ex- at it, I guess. Yeah, uh, except for uh, sometimes we have to just get down to the nitty gritty and and let people know our opinions. So, um, Ryan, first of all, let's just go ahead and jump in. First of all, how was your week? How's your week? We've been Oh, my week was my week was just great. Thank you for asking. It was really great. How was your week, Steven? My my week was great. It was uh very busy. Um very very busy. I actually had to delay uh recording for uh 2 days because of how busy our lives were, but um we're still able to do this. So uh thank goodness for that. So let's jump right into it um with uh Santa Claus first of all. Do you know where do you know the origins of Santa Claus? Uh yes. I saw that movie Fred Claus and it turns out that he was born in some woods somewhere and uh that he got magical powers and his brother did not get any magical powers. So That's a different movie than I saw. Oh. I thought that was the true story of Santa Claus. Is that? Oh, is I that? thought the claymation one back in the fifties was the true story. The Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? No, well, there's the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that was a part of that series, but like, no, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, I don't know that one. You've never seen that movie? That's a classic movie. It's Sorry, called Anna. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh well, that's a good title for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about him coming <laughs> oh, what about uh, what is it? The Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, right? 
Well, Isn't that about no, Santa? That, well, it has Santa in it. It's about Santa, and, isn't it? Well, it's about the girl who doesn't believe in Santa Claus, who's then proven wrong. But then, I don't know how they justify that in real life, because Santa Claus isn't real. <gasps> Spoiler. I didn't uh, mean to tell people. What'd you say? I said Santa, Santa Claus, Claus isn't, isn't real? Sorry, I didn't know if you didn't know. Oh, man. You know what? The weird thing is, is the way everybody treats Santa Claus, you think he's real. Yeah, it's true. But, so, <laughs> the... the uh. The origin of Santa Claus actually is, he's also known as St. Nicholas, St. Nick, Kris Kringle, Father Christmas, or simply Santa. He's a legendary figure of Western culture who is said to bring gifts to the homes of well-behaved children on Christmas Eve Mm. and the early morning hours of Christmas Day. Um, The modern Santa Claus grew out of traditions surrounding the historical St. Nicholas, who was a 4th century Greek bishop and a gift giver of Myra, the British figure of Father Christmas, the Dutch figure of Sinterklaas, and, which was the German figure, and of um, the holidays of the Twelfth Night in Epiphany and their associated figures, the Three Kings. So that's kind of where Santa Claus comes. He's like a like somebody... I'm convinced that it was probably some somewhere in the 19... 20s 1930s um that somebody was just grabbed a bunch of characters and said you know what i'm gonna put them in the pot stir it up a little bit and <laughs> pop out santa claus because people need some kind of hope during this uh great depression era that's going on now that's just my interpretation or my opinion of how santa claus that we know him today came about um, mm-hmm. but he is a mixture of all of the the gift givers in history, such, a, such as St. Nicholas, and then the mm-hmm. three wise men, and then all of these other um, figures in multiple cultures, seen as we're in America, and we're kind of like this great melting pot. It, it's due cause that happens, that things just pop out like that. Yeah, there's a great podcast, since you're listening to this podcast out there, you're probably into podcasts. There's one that I really love. It's not a Christian one, so don't uh, go seeking any sort of Christian stuff from it, but it's called, um, uh, crud, I just forgot what it's called. It's called, uh, (laughs) this is terrible. (laughs) Every time I get ready to go talk. check, go go check out this uh, this podcast that I completely go check out this podcast. Oh, it's called Lore Folklore. Lore. I couldn't think of it's called Lore. Check it out because it is um, really good. Lots of good stories if you like kind of the scary like mythology and stuff like that. But um, it's about kind of all the things that go bump in the night. But um, there's like this really kind of creepy um, version of Santa called Krampus. Oh yeah, Krampus? I have. It's a it's from the Netherlands, um, mm-hmm. or it's the Dutch or Netherlands region, and um, I don't know the full story, but I know that if like if they're not if the kids don't do their chores or they're not well behaved, they're like the mm-hmm. Krampus will come and take them. Yes, it's or it's, eat them and some or of them. eat them. Yeah, I mean, and there's like there's actually parades actually happening right now, like not right at this moment, but this time of year in. Mm-hmm. Um, Deutschland or the Netherlands and everything up there like that that have this creepy looking dude like I mean like he looks demon. like a, yeah like a demon just going around with like smoke around him and like go I mean it's kind of creepy 
I'm, I mean, I'm glad, kind of glad I, I grew up in America, so I didn't have to be, you know, have nightmares when I was a kid. There's an, there's another one if I can find it. I forget what it's called, but um, it's a witch. She comes down the chimney, and she I forget what it is, but uh, you should go to that that uh, that lore podcast, and uh, I might find that that particular episode and link it in, in the notes for the show because it's it's worth a listen to hear kind of all the stuff that um shaped um shaped it oh yeah oh the, it's frau frau perkta frau perkta she's some tales in germany and austria sometimes featured a witch named frau perkta who hands out both rewards and punishments during the 12 days of christmas she's yeah. best known for a gruesome punishment of the sinful she will rip out your internal organs and place them in the garbage. Oh wow! The ugly yeah. of Perkta. It's the exact the opposite. Procession. Exact opposite of American Christmas. Uh, Perkta's story is thought to have descended from legendary alpine goddess of nature, who tends uh, to. Uh, so makes like, sense that you know this is the American in me wanting to say, well, it makes sense that it's a pagan religion. Yeah, <laughs> pagans, pagan. Yeah, there's lots of. Uh, there's lots of similar uh, mythology to Santa Claus. Yeah. That's kind of the weird thing for me is, excuse me, um, that Santa is strikingly similar to a lot of other very pagan myths. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess, uh, and really the, the purpose of this, um, this episode is we call it Santa versus Jesus, but there was actually a poem that um, was brought to my attention uh, that put you know santa as this this uh person that god chose to keep re- reminding the humans about jesus as if the story of jesus isn't good enough to be remind remind re- remembered by, by humans anyway but um i'll read i'm gonna just read a portion of this poem that was sent to me um because it was um it's I, I don't agree with it 100%. Like, I don't, but I'll let, I'll let you guys decide what your opinions of it. Uh, <clears throat> it's, "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And on goes the story about Christmas Eve and the jolly old man in whom we believe. Have you even wondered how Santa came to be so important to Christmas and to you and to me? Well, it all began a long time ago, that night before Christ to earth was to go. All prepared to make Christ's birth well announced, with angels and music and anthems pronounced. But alas, all had forgotten in the final rush how to make Christ's birthday remembered to us. The kingdom was searched for the most excellent plan that would help us remember God's gift to man. A saintly old fellow, so jolly and gay, came up with the best plan, that was offered that day. And then I, I'll, I'll end it there because it goes on to talk about how um, they chose Santa to come and give presents to all the good boys and girls to rem- show them the love of Christ and everything like that. Mm. And to me, I feel like Christians, especially American Christians, try to cram the square peg in a round hole when trying to put 
cult like a cultural item or society mm-hmm. item like Santa and try to marry it up with Christianity in a way. I, maybe it's in hopes that um, it'll bring somebody into the fold or maybe it's a way to justify their traditions that their family have done for you know decades. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure, but to me, I feel like we need to as christians just to to stop trying to fit everything that society does into a christian background because sometimes we don't do the same things and that's okay mm. but ryan what do you how do you feel about this this idea of santa and and christianity trying to mesh the two together um well, I always try and focus on uh, the like redeeming qualities of the character. So, like whenever I talk about Santa to my son, we talk about um, how he was a great missionary and he loved to give and to provide for um, uh, people who didn't have much. Um, so, I try and focus on those things. But past that, I'm not sure what other redeeming qualities he had, um, and he definitely wasn't what we've made him out to be. Um, so you mean there's not the a magical being that can make reindeer fly? Um, well, I've seen that movie Elf and if I say no, Santa stays stuck in uh, Central Park. So, um, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me, but you know, I, I think about, um, how, we have through the years as in we, the church Christians have tried to like redeem um, pagan things and then make them Christian so that uh, we could kind of like own it. (laughs) Um, You know, and I'm afraid that that's kind of what Santa became. And so we're like, Hey, let's just kind of own this and make it ours. And then, um, through the whole idea of gift giving, the whole commercialism took over. Yeah. And, and so, and now we've kind of lost it again, but we still do Santa. And, you know, there are some Christian circles that are like super, super, super against um, Santa Claus. Like I worked at a church once and I, I put like, because I forget what it was. The sermon series was something about um, like to make Christmas every day. So I don't know. I taught titled the series every day Christmas or something like that. And I had like a, a Santa on it who looked like, like surprised and like the calendar said December 25th on every day. And so he was like, Oh no, I have to work every day. You know what I mean? Right. And like I got a ton, ton of backlash because Santa was on our card, our graphic. <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm kind of making him. I'm not like, promoting him in this i'm just kind of using it as a funny thing right you're right uh but it was like a big deal and so some christian circles are like no santa santa's not good you know um and so i wouldn't go as far as to say that you know what i mean like that like santa's like this awful thing that people shouldn't do but uh at the same time i'm not saying he's something that we should really promote that much because of a lot of reasons but what is your state do you think we should promote santa Stephen, no. I mean, do you, is he somebody that we should like? Is it a, is he an innocent kind of thing, or is he bad? I wouldn't say he's bad. He's not bad, but I what I'm what I'm trying to get my point is is why why are Christians so? It feels like we're always skewed to this point where we have to make whatever the world is doing 
right now, we have to like adopt it and try to Christianize it. And I, that's a word I've come to detest if even if it's mm-hmm. if it's even a word that Christianizing thing where you see this with a lot of popular music, right? Christian artists will try to mimic a genre or mimic a style of music that's super popular and then they'll try to throw Christian lyrics in it and sometimes it works mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't, but they just keep going at it until they and and they have that that catchphrase of positive family friendly music you know (laughs) and and it's like sometimes we you know the the bible and jesus actually told us to be different you know be in the world not of the world and sometimes i feel like when we do stuff like this we're trying to be of the world but in a different way and when we should just be you know in the world the world is going to hate us. We're not going to be normal to people. People are going to look at us with disdain because of how we how we believe and mm-hmm. and our faith. Sometimes I feel like we try to minimize our faith in a way that people can accept us as human beings so that we can share with them the message and then we end up after generation after generation after generation of we've now turned this into oh we forgot about what what we minimalized to the point where even our kids kids don't know that what we originally stood for yeah i I think that's true i mean that's kind of what people always call the slippery slope or whatever right um and i see it also like uh in Halloween, you know, we try and like do trunk or treat and all that stuff. And <laughs> right. We're kind of like, we're not really casting off the whole Halloween thing, but we're not really accepting it. It's like this weird, mushy middle ground that nobody really knows what we're supposed to do with it. Um, and, and other things too. I mean, Christmas is just one of them. And we try and do it. And it's funny because just like not this week, excuse me, I got a case of the yawns tonight. Um, uh, just this week, this last week, I studied in school. Our section was over because I'm taking a history class right now, Christian history, um, on modernism and studying what all, what all that meant and the theology that was coming out of modernism. And it just made me mad because I had just talked to a teen that night who was really struggling with um, the whole idea of, like, well, there's all these different religions and, you know, how can any of us say for sure that any of them are wrong and there's only one that's right and that's not very... Um, sensitive to their, you know what I mean? So there's all this. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of this comes, you know, the whole idea of taking back holidays, um, how like Christmas got placed when it did because it was over a pagan holiday and Rome wanted control of that holiday. That wasn't before, that wasn't for um, like trying to be culturally sensitive. That was because they wanted basically to put their stamp of this is ours, we own it now. Right. You know, it was more of a political move. Whereas now it's not political. In fact, it's like um, politically correct, I guess you could say, uh, because it's more like a, well, you know, we just need to have a, a character who is, you know, friendly to everybody. And, you know, Jesus, he's he's pretty cool, but, you know, there's that whole, like, you have to believe in me or go to hell thing. So we don't want any of that. So um, right. we're going to have this Santa Claus who he brings... Um, he brings mm. presents to those who are good. And then, you know, older people would say, and then cold to those who are bad. But even that's like lost. Like if you say that to a kid now, they're like, Cole, 
What? He doesn't bring coal. He just brings presents. Like, no, originally he brought coal for little kids that were bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, it's like, well, we don't talk about that. No, anymore. we don't. So Santa has come this jolly like, oh, everybody gets presents. And if you're on the naughty list, well, you know what? We've seen Elf, and you can get off the naughty list, you know. And all of this, it's like, uh, there's no, um, there's like no consequences for your actions now, even with Santa Claus, because Santa Claus used to be a way parents would manipulate their children into behaving. And now he's not because of our whole cultural, everybody gets a trophy kind of a deal. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't think Santa Claus is good. In fact, personally, um, don't judge me out there if you're listening. We don't uh, do Santa Claus at our house. I told my son a couple of years ago, Santa wasn't real. Um, and he was young, so you can go ahead and send in your complaints to my email. Uh, Ryan at elephantview.com and um, you know we told him he wasn't real and told him not to ruin it for other kids but um, we wanted him to know because of this and um, kind of get into what you're talking about Santa versus Jesus down the road when he's 9, 10 whatever kids find out that Santa isn't real I didn't want him to hear me talk about Santa this invisible being that I just try and coax him to believe in him and me then say, oh, surprise, Santa's not real. It was just all for fun, you know. And then uh, somewhere in the back of his mind, he'll have those synapses firing to some some years down the road. <laughs> we'll say, wait, what about that other invisible guy that you talked about how cool he was all the time? Jesus, is he real? Because I've never seen him either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that was always my fear, and I... Uh, I decided long, long ago that I wasn't going to do that. And uh, I'm glad that I married a woman that was um, in agreement with that because I didn't want to risk that. It's just not worth it. You know, it's not worth somebody's eternity because you're trying to get them to have fun with Santa Claus. Right. I mean, and it's not even worth, I mean, it's not worth chancing your child's eternity just to have them, you know, do their chores. I mean, let's be honest. Right. That was originally the whole idea. I, In my opinion, I think Santa was used as a, a, a tool of, um, well, you know, if you don't do your chores, I'm going to tell Santa, and then Santa just won't bring you your presents, you know, and then, of course, kids right. want to get those presents, so they decide, well, I need to do my chores type thing. Um, yeah, and, and, I th and I understand where you're coming from and where you're going at when you say, when you have this, when you have to interact with people who have this whole, politically correct speech that it's basically there it's we're inundated with that we have to abide by a certain rhetoric or we'll be considered mm -hmm. um bigots or we'll be considered unlovable or unloving mm -hmm. people and really when it boils it when you boil it down no we're just we have a difference of opinion we have a different way mm -hmm. of lifestyle so and I commend you for not, um, you know, not giving into this whole idea of Santa Claus and, you know, having because. Well, thanks, Steven. It's so nice of you. Yeah, and it's not, it's not that I'm against Santa Claus. I'm, you know, I'm very much, I, I like all of these movies that, that you know, portray santa claus as this you know this jolly guy who does good things and i've i've seen most christmas movies and i love each and every one of them because they're you know they're nostalgic and they bring me back to what i remember when i was a kid the th yeah. but but i i do see your point where like what if we you know like we're we are 
lying or we are imagining this thing for our kids. And then what happens when he's older or she's older and they start thinking about, well, wait, you lied about Santa Claus. So are you lying about anything else? You know, right. and I guess we talk about the one argument against that is we talk about Jesus year round and we don't talk about Santa year round, you know, and we kind of make that, you know, transition and explanation there. I mean, like I didn't have those problems. I never thought, well, Santa's not real. So Jesus must not be real. I never thought that way. But I could see where there are some people, especially in today's mindset, think that way. And so <clears throat> and yeah, you know, something interesting happened too. Um, on the way home tonight, we were went to our small group, and on Wednesday nights, um, uh, Awana happens at our church, and so my son goes to uh, Awana. So we're driving home, and he says, uh, "He says, does Jesus become a baby every Christmas?" So I'm sitting here thinking, like, <laughs> what is this question? And uh, he's very smart, and he's going to be five pretty soon, so he's. Uh, He's kind of getting up there, and he can actually kind of reason through some of these things. And I said, what do you mean? He said, does Jesus become a baby every Christmas? He comes as a baby every Christmas. And I said, no. I said he was a baby once, and we remember that story. And um, But he's an adult now. And he said, uh, "He said I wanted to come as a baby every Christmas. And I said, okay, why? He said, because he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Emery doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I said, well, that's that's true, buddy. He's a pretty cute, baby. And um, so, uh, but you know, I was started thinking like, this is another problem I'm starting to have with this whole Jesus Santa thing. Are we also projecting some sort of like Santa esque thing on baby Jesus? We're like, like it's baby Jesus that comes every year down the chimney, you know, or something like that. Right. It's kind of like. Because like Jesus came and then he grew up and then he you know he died on the cross for us and he's forever like that. So really, uh, the Christmas story, this time that we celebrate his birth, I feel like should be uh, focusing on his second coming. You know what I mean? Um, like we focus a little bit. Like remember he came to us as a child. He and then and then a bigger focus on he and he's coming again. You know what I mean? Right. But we spend most of our time just retelling the story about how he came. Great story. Love it. Not saying we shouldn't tell the story. But I am saying that m maybe we need to talk more about his coming again because um, we're kind of presenting like a little, like a Santa Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he comes every year as a baby and it's a tradition. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, mean, know. Well, what are you, I don't know if that's necessarily good. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it's good. But I, I do feel like we need to remember the story of his birth. Um, but like I, um, I said this in two episodes ago where like the, the birth of Christ is to me the beginning of Easter, um, Christmas, mm -hmm. we remember, we remember the birth of Christ because of what he did for us on the cross with, without right. the cross, the birth is it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. So that's where, like, me, whenever I sit there and I, I read the Christmas story to my family, um, and we do it every Christmas Eve, we'll get together around um, in, in the living room and we'll read um, the passage of Luke 4. Or not 4. Is it Luke 4? It's in, it's in Luke. I remember that. 
um, and we'll read that that passage, and then we'll talk about it. But then my grandpa, who's been a minister his entire life, basically, will sit there mm-hmm. and he'll let us know. He goes, because of the birth of Christ, we were able to have the cross, and without the cross, we have no way to get to heaven. So we remember the mm-hmm. birth because of the importance of the cross. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's, to me, that's how it's always been portrayed. It's like, you know, Santa's, you know, this, 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 the spirit of giving, the spirit of love and everything like this during this time. But, but it's used in my family. I don't know about anybody else's, but it's in my family. That whole, the idea of Santa was always used to put, um, to remind us that Jesus loved everybody so much that he died for us. So that's kind of like the whole thing where, like, I guess, and again, we've tried to mesh the two together in a certain way that hasn't really, it hasn't left a good taste in people's mouths. So that's yeah. why we try, try to um, rectify the two, I guess. But um, for for me, Christmas has always been about the, f- you know, this day, December 25th, points to Easter, Easter Sunday. Yeah. And that's the por- important thing because the, you know, the death and resurrection of Christ is what makes us free today in all of the sense to be able to know that we have eternity with God the Father and, and Jesus. So mm-hmm. I guess to me, Santa's not that important. I guess that's where I'm going at with that's kind of what um, I really boiled it down to is that Santa is really irrelevant whether you celebrate him or not. Jesus is Mm -hmm. the reason and the reason the birth of Jesus is the reason why we celebrate this time of year because and because we the reason we celebrate this time of year is because of Easter time. So it's all mm-hmm. kind of circular. We we can't have Christmas really without Easter, but it's yeah. really boiled down in today's world where Easter's not that important and Christmas is this huge deal and mm-hmm. that's cultural, not not Christianity. But right. Yeah. And it's interesting though because um the reason why ouch, the reason why um people the Easter thing is so big is because of the commercialism. It's consumerism. Yeah. But I've heard that um, Easter is on its way up as far as that goes. Um, so, you know, Christmas is big right now, has been for a long time because you buy gifts, but Easter is becoming even bigger because Easter baskets and candy sales and all that stuff. See, I always got Easter people. gifts too, but my, my Easter gifts were not as Yeah, I did too. Large. It'd be like a DVD or like a CD. or It wasn't like... Yeah, Christmas. I got my big gift. Yeah, it wasn't know? like huge toys or anything like that, but it was a basket full of candy and and usually some kind of probably a book. I didn't get DVDs when I was a kid because I was. Oh yeah, I forget because you're super awesome when I was some. <laughs> no, no, awful person. No, I, I Thanks, just don't. Stephen, me. I don't think. No, I was just saying like I wasn't as cool as you. <laughs> I got, I got, oh I got like. Like I probably got like a devotional book that I probably still have on my bookshelf that I've never even opened, 
because I got it when I was 14. But, you know, I mean, like those things. But that's the – but, I mean, I, I did get gifts during, during Easter. And even now, like my my mother-in-law will, will uh, um, give us a little basket full of candy. And, you know, as we go – you know, we'll go to their house for dinner or something like that, and she'll always give all the, the, her kids and their, their spouses little gifts like that. But never nothing like. Um, you still get an Easter basket? Well, candy. I mean. Oh, that's so cute. Of course, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to chocolate now, so I don't know how that's <laughs> gonna work out. <laughs> You'll be getting a big basket of chocolate from me. Thanks, thanks, thanks to your wife. I'm allergic to chocolate. <laughs> she didn't make you no, allergic. Okay, she, she, she might have. She might have set she, you over the edge. She, 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 she turned it awoke, up. Awoken your chocolate allergy <laughs> by feeding you chocolate brownies, but like triple, triple your, death. Your DNA, your DNA made you allergic to chocolate, not her. I guess maybe, but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm still not gonna let her live that one down. So the thing is, is um, <clears throat> Easter, I. I I I agree with you there that the the tendency is seeing Easter get up in the commercialism there. It, I feel like the commercialism and every holiday has you know is spiking, but is it really doing the that good of a thing? Like it's the commercialism of Christmas didn't help the message of Christ. It's actually just helped the message of Santa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and the future commercialism of Easter is not probably going to help the message of Christ's death and resurrection. It's probably going to just help this Easter bunny that poops jelly beans, you know, <laughs> like that. <laughs> what is the point of the Easter bunny? Um, have you seen that, that movie called, I think it's called hop or something like that. Um, yep. I've not seen it. I've just saw the, the trailer and where, the rabbit he poops jelly poops beans jelly beans that's gross and weird all at the same time um but like will will commercialism actually help or does it help any of these um holidays to the true message or does it just help the individual holiday and the companies that supply the um needed products for this does that make sense? Does that question? No. Rephrase your question. <laughs> um, sorry. I you realized <laughs> that I was not getting to you when you were responding. Um, dirt, 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 dirt. That's all I heard. Will the commercialism help the message behind these holidays, or does it just help the companies and the individual holiday, whatever the culture says of the holiday? So like the Santas, the Easter buddies, the, you know, and so forth, so on and so forth. Um, so does the commercialism help Santa? Is that what you're asking? Yes. I mean, the commercialism of Christmas, does it help Santa or does it help Jesus? The message of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. Just say it in English. Thank you. (laughs) It's been a long day, Stephen. Okay. Um, I would say definitely helps, uh, Santa. I mean, he brings gifts. Jesus doesn't even bring gifts. People bring Jesus gifts. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, like try and make that correlation as a kid. I remember trying to make that correlation as a kid. They're like, so why do we get gifts again? Because Jesus was the best gift ever given to us. I'm like, so why do we get gifts again? 
<laughs> if we already got the best gift, why are we still trying to give each other gifts? It doesn't make sense. So the Santa brings gifts every year to good little boys and girls. So we give them to show you that you're a good little boy and a girl. So like, yeah, it helps. And then also, so this how do they justify getting you gifts, little, Ryan, when you were a kid? Uh, uh, shut your ear. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Like my little sister, when I told her Santa Claus wasn't real because I was being mean, um, I knew she knew that Santa wasn't real. But I asked her, I said, you realize that even if you say that Santa Claus isn't real, you'll still get gifts, right? And she was like, will I? And I said, yes. She said, yeah, I don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> it was that easy. Right. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that maybe... It's all driven by for Santa Claus. The whole industry is driven by Santa Claus. I mean, where do you go to see Santa Claus? The mall. The mall. What else is at the mall? Stores. Stores to buy things. Yep. So every little kid. We're sounding very goes we're to the sounding mall, like cynical. Goes past old the man. toy store, buys the clothes. He sits there and sits on Santa's lap. And what's he ask Santa for stuff? And then yep. mom knows what the little kid wants, and then they go buy stuff. That's why that is that why you put the kid on the Santa's lap so you know what they want want for Christmas so you can get it for him. I guess oh. I don't know. I just we don't do Santa. I but. I just told my mom what I wanted for Christmas. I just oh I, yeah, my my mom definitely knew what I wanted for Christmas. Yeah, I always my my mom never even had to ask me, but I'd always be like, "Hey, mom, I want this is what I want for Christmas," and she'd be like, "Okay, thanks." I mean, like now, my mom asks me what for, what I'm for, for Christmas. I'm like, I don't really need anything, so whatever, you know. And I'm sure I'm the most. It's probably the worst thing to do to buy me gifts for Christmas because I don't care, you know. So I'm like, whatever. Oh. <laughs> All right, there is the bells, the bell doff toll. Yeah. Um, and it means it's time for our closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. So. Um, so I, I mentioned it earlier and probably in the, um, earlier in this episode about how Christians, um, continually, and I know historically speaking, we've always just basically, um, named it and claimed it when it came to holidays for as the, as Christianity, as the church, especially when it comes to like December 25th as the, the date that we're going to celebrate Christmas and, so on and so forth. But I feel like recently, especially in the last 20 years, 15 to 20 years, we've tried as the church uh, to take something from culture and try to shove it into a Christian sphere and try to turn it into this ball, if you will, of um, Christianized whatever it is, and you can lay whatever media you want. Um, there's been Christian video games. There's been Christian movies, Christian music, you name it. And it's all tried to be Christianized to a sense. For what purpose? I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out why. Maybe to um, create a... A message for people to hear and to see and maybe they'll in hopes that they'll become Christians themselves but sometimes I feel like we do this to a fault and when it comes to Christmas time and Santa especially maybe we should just let Santa be Santa and not try to Christianize him and 
leave leave the world to their device, still preach the good news of Jesus' birth that led to his ministry, that led to his persecution, which led to the crucifixion, which led to the resurrection. Um, always preach those things. But maybe it's time that we just let Christians celebrate the birth of Christ. And if the world wants to celebrate Christmas along with us, but with Santa Claus, so be it. We know the real reason for the season is Jesus. I hate to use the cliche term. The reason for the season. But we we don't need to try to take Santa and make him into something that he is not. He was not chosen by God to declare the birth of Christ every year, like the poem that I read earlier suggests. He is actually a man created um, being or a character made up of several other traditional um, figures that <laughs> represents, you know, the, the spirit of giving, as my mom usually says. And so let's let him be that. Let's not try to make him a messenger for God because he wasn't and isn't. And that's, you know, that... That's what I. Those are my closing thoughts. Let's let's just try, <laughs> quit trying to put a round peg into a square hole. It doesn't work. Um, you can find me on uh, stoneswillcry.com and also elephantpew.com and any of the social medias at stoneswillcry. Ryan, thank you, Stephen. I like your thoughts. No square pegs and round holes because it's just not good. Makes for makes for. Uh, a lot of work. Oh, worn out square pegs, <laughs> I guess. Um, no, I think the thing I'd like to focus on for my closing thought is the idea of um, as we think about uh, not emphasize, emphasizing Santa. Um, and, the, and my parents did Santa growing up. And like I had a few presents every year that said from Santa, you know. Um, I think I challenge you to not you know what i mean not do santa i challenge you to uh not um feel the need to impart um traditions that aren't necessarily christ-centered because the whole point of advent the whole point of christmas is to remind us that christ came as a baby and the miracle of the story which i agree we need to always tell the story of baby jesus and then ultimately to remind us that jesus is coming again so like things like uh, even things like Christmas trees and wreaths and all that stuff is kind of part of the decorations for the season. Um, but if we make them what Christmas is about, then it becomes like the Santa Claus thing. Like it becomes, you know, Santa is the reason for Christmas and the reason for Christmas is trees and you know, lights and wreaths and, you know, and it wears us out. And I think ultimately not to say that any of those things are bad in themselves, but I think ultimately all of that stuff um, distracts us from Jesus. And I think that's the enemy's plan from the beginning. He puts things in front of us that are good and makes them a distraction. And so we have to be really careful when we when we look at that stuff. I'm not saying that we become 
like the um, Jehovah's Witness and just not celebrate Christmas at all or whatever. Um, but I am saying that we need to be careful and be sure that our focus stays on Christ because Christ, um, Christ is the whole purpose of Advent and the reason why we are taking four weeks ahead of time to focus our hearts inward towards him and uh, prepare ourselves for his coming and uh, prepare him, prepare ourselves for a second coming, if nothing else, you know. Um, so, yeah. And I challenge you to not make uh, baby Jesus like the Santa Claus that comes every year because your four-year-old might ask you if Jesus comes as a baby every year or what. <laughs> Which is really, really funny to me. I don't know. Like a little baby Jesus coming down the chimney. Um, <laughs> wrapped in swaddling clothes, yep. handing out presents and filling up stockings and uh, blessing people. That's so, hilarious. Uh, that's my closing thoughts for tonight. Um, Santa versus Jesus. Ding, ding. Jesus wins um, every time. And so uh, you can find me at um, shoutingintothewild.com, my blog slash podcast. And uh, you'll find me there a lot more and about a week because I'll be done with school and I'll be able to actually enjoy writing things I want to write. Thank you. Thanks to all our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We are so humbled you decided to allow us to be a part of your day whenever you it was that you chose to l- listen to us. You guys are the best audience a podcast could ask for. This episode was brought to you by ElephantPew.com. Don't forget to check out our special Advent um episodes that are going up every sunday this this advent season i think we're getting ready to hear well after this episode it's week four so um um please check that out every sunday yeah and don't forget to uh check us out on all the uh, podcasting outlets whatever you have whatever device you have just even a computer you can find us you can see us on itunes is probably the easiest way to find us on your podcast app on your iphone or ipad just go there look up elephant in the pew and find our little cute elephant logo and um, click on subscribe also if you have an extra second you could go rate us at five stars and review us and if you leave a good review we will or any review you could leave a bad review and i'll still do a poem for you on the air i haven't had one in a long time so you should go on there rate and review elephant pew and uh do that check us out also on google play um we're on blueberry and uh literally anywhere else that you can find podcasts you can find us all right thank you so much for listening to us again i'm Stephen witten and i'm ryan ramsey and until next time god bless God bless